Hey mom friend, welcome back. And today we will be talking to your birth partners. Yes, you birth partner. Believe it or not, you have a very important role in the birth of your loved one. And if you are shortly coming up to a birth that you've been given the honor to attend to and be a part of, well then this episode is for you because I'm going to be sharing three simple ways to support mom during labor because that's just it. It's quite simple. There is not a reason to be overwhelmed and have no clue of what is going on because it truly is not all that complicated. And I'm here to teach you how. If you learn and take any helpful information from today, I encourage you to leave a review for me in Apple Podcasts before you carry on with your day. Or if you're not a birth partner or have somebody that you would like to have as part of your birth team, this is going to be a great episode for them. So go ahead and send it over to them and also have them leave a review in Apple Podcasts for me. So let's wake up, smell the morning air, and get started. I'll see you inside. Hey mama, welcome to Simplify Birth and Motherhood. I am Amanda. I am a wife and mom of four. I have had a hospital birth, unexpected C-section, a few home births, and now I am a birth advocate, childbirth educator, and your cheerleader in the toughest hood of them all, motherhood. Do you wish you knew what options were available to you when becoming a new mom or adding more to the mix? Are you ready to nurture and build up your mom gut so you can be more confident, educated, and bold? In this podcast, you will begin to understand, find support, and turn knowledge into power through education and resources for pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and for the early years of motherhood. If you are ready to get clarity to empower your birth and motherhood journey, then throw up your unbrushed hair, hike up your high-waisted pants, because sister, (laughs) I know you are wearing them. Put the baby in the ergo, and let's start feeding our God-given mom guts. See you inside. All right, I'm back, and I'm so happy that you are here with me because these last eight weeks have been, I would say, challenging, but really, I don't know if it's just like with the fourth child, you kind of just expect some of the things that are going to happen. I mean, there is quite a bit of an age gap between my son who was born five years ago and then the one we just recently had as you guys have heard my story about that we did go through a lot but even after he was born the first four weeks were very challenging not because he was challenging (laughs) but only because just a lot of other things were happening around our house and then it kind of felt like it just still took me a little bit of time, almost kind of like we were really starting like a good postpartum period after kind of all of that had settled down. So it's taken me a little bit to get back, not only because of time, but just because <laughs> my mind is now starting to kind of form thoughts and complete sentences and not just stop mid-sentence and forget what I'm talking about or not be able to formulate words. (laughs) So this is what is going on now. I am fully back. I'm ready to jump in. And actually, I'm super excited about today's topics because I am just coming off of a big birth experience, but also to this experience in general has just really 
provided this way for me to be able to see the amount of times that my husband, my birth partner, has really come through. It's almost just like game day, like he's totally there, you know, throughout the whole pregnancy. And as the more I've been pregnant and we've gone through pregnancies, it's not to say that he's not interested, but it's kind of just like, okay, it's my not my first rodeo and I don't need to be, I am involved, but I don't need to be as involved as what I was before because I know everything. Because during my first labor or my first child, he was just so into the education, second child, totally there. And now that this is like our fourth time around of having a baby, he's like, yeah, no, I kind of know what to do. But quite honestly, his support was just amazing. And even through this very unique experience that we went through, just him being there and the support that he provided was amazing. So I'm super excited to talk about this today. And so let's get started. Okay. So you have heard me talk about this term that birth is a psychological event because it's true. We all know that birth is not just a physical event that our body goes through. And technically, our body goes through a really big physical change (laughs) for nine to almost 10 months. I mean, 40 weeks is like 10 months. And sometimes we kind of go over that. But birth is it has a very big physical impact on our lives as women, but it also is a very important and heavy psychological event in our lives as well. We've talked about this. You've heard this. I mean, even just with my last birth, every single birth kind of forms our perception, kind of helps shapes and mold us and the things that, and sometimes even causes us to question some things about what we believe about certain aspects of birth or what we've thought about as we are parents and as we begin to love and cherish and begin to raise and nurture this child, those things have also a huge impact as well. But also too, it's like our body goes through this phase during right before we're about to have labor or during labor where our really our mindset plays a huge role in it. And if we, if our body feels safe and comfortable, then our body and the birth process will naturally play out. But if it doesn't feel safe, whether it is physical, but a lot of it has to just do with mental. Like our mental state is not, we don't think deep down inside we're not safe or we're not ready or we're dealing with this emotional, stressed out, anxious, fear, those types of things. So this is why we say that birth has a very mindful mental impact because birth really brings a lot of those out. And I've talked about multiple times with a lot of my moms that dealing with this mental game and really preparing our minds mentally is so important before we go into labor to kind of deal with that and to really go down the rabbit hole of attacking those things and where is the root of this thought coming from but in birth itself it's very challenging i mean there are times during our labor normally during transition where we're like we can't do it like i don't know if i can do this anymore like i don't think that i can or i'm tired i'm exhausted i mean that's the psychological process that's your body like saying I don't think we can, but then your mind is saying like, yeah, I don't think we can, but then you just realize 
that you really can. There just comes a moment during birth where you're like, no, I'm strong, I'm capable. This is why birth affirmations are so great because it really plays on this psychological event in our lives. And anything during that has the ability to hinder the psychological event. This can include the environment mom is in, her belief system that she's adopted through education, through propaganda, generalized thinking to though even to those who are in the room, which means yes, you birth partners are birth partners, whether that's a spouse, a doula, a mom, a dad, I mean, who, an aunt, a granny, a nanny, or just even our friends. They have the ability to hinder this psychological process as we are going through labor. And I always say, who is in the birth room really has the ability to make or break the birth experience. This would also include providers as well. This is why we need to find providers like an OB or a midwife or a certified practicing midwife or a certified midwife, whoever. We need to make sure that we are we trust them and that we have vetted them and we feel safe with them when we trust them. And so they also too have the ability to either make or break the birth experience or the psychological event and experience during birth. And this has a lot to do with the sympathetic and parasympathetic parts of our brains. I've talked about this before and that the way that they work, it it's like a teeter-totter. So if one is high, the other one is going to be low. And in birth, we want to keep our parasympathetic branches of our mind high because that is going to boost the oxytocin, which is going to cause the contractions, which is going to cause dilation, and the endorphins, which is our natural painkillers that our body produces and we need to keep our sympathetic branch which is the where our adrenaline and cortisol uh, hormones pump out from but we need to keep that part of our brain low and sometimes if we have a negative perspective on birth the process of birth or on what mom can do in this situation, meaning we are doubting her abilities, we're watching her, we're kind of keeping her on a timeline and birth partners, we can do those things. And this can cause these branches to switch. Meaning if we are in a parasympathetic part or process in our brain, that if we have anybody there who is doubting our abilities and what we can do or kind of watching us like a hawk and kind of putting the spotlight on us, you know, um, pressuring us to do things that we don't want to necessarily do or not really have given consent to, but feeling kind of coerced in these situations, these can cause that to switch, which means our sympathetic branch is going to start teeter-tottering up and we definitely don't want that happening so we want to keep that parasympathetic part of our brain high because we want the oxytocin we want the endorphins we want all those things and so i cannot stress enough how important your role as the birth partner plays in that and because you're going to either be two or one of these people. You can be one who wants to be involved or you can be the one who is choosing not to be involved. And sometimes in order for us to choose to be involved really lies in the lack of understanding how important your role is in birth and your just even your presence. So if y'all don't want to play baseball or don't want to play ball, like, you know, you don't have to be there. But if you do want to be there, it needs to come into a place of knowing how important your role is. 
And if as birth partners, you don't understand that and how important your supportive role is, the more it will be difficult for you to be supportive and can lead to kind of helplessness or sometimes even panic. And the studies behind this show that good continuous, meaning at all times, birth support have shown that women have who have this continuous support from a birth partner, doula, whoever, have more of a positive birth experience, receive less medical interventions, decrease the chances of cesarean birth, and have shorter labors. I'm not saying that the shorter labor is by like hours, but I will say it does have the ability to shorten it in some capacity. And the birth partner is not just exclusively to just to doulas, because although doulas do provide a huge support for us during our pregnancies and labor, if we don't have the privilege to work with one, then we can still have the birth partner support from our spouses, a friend, a very close family member, our own mom who's been through the experience because she birthed you, so she kind of knows what's up, (laughs) or whoever, a really great close friend, uh, somebody that you feel and know that is going to be that supportive element in your birth environment as well as along with your birth choices. And in fact, some studies have shown that having support from a family member or a friend increased the satisfaction of birth than not having any support at all. So the thing is, is like if you don't even have the ability to hire a doula, we still want you to have some type of support, whether it is through the labor and delivery nurse, whether it is through your OBGYN, whether it is through your midwife, whether it is through a birth assistant or a friend or a family, somebody. We rather you have that support than nothing at all. And in particular, fathers, the involvement of you during labor is not even for the sake sometimes of just mom alone, but it is for you as the father. It is a way for you to feel connected to the process. A key, You are a very key component during that for the sake of bonding with your own child. And this is something that I really try to stress to a lot of dads is that yes you may not be carrying the baby you might not be having that breastfeeding bonding experience but there are other ways for you to bond with your baby i remember a friend of mine her husband part of his bonding was uh putting the baby down for bed so she would feed him and then he would rock him to sleep and then they he would put them to bed but this is one of the ways during the birth process not just sitting back in a chair and just watching her go through this you know and not being part actively involved is something that as a birth partner or as the father of your child is very important when it comes to bonding and it's not just about you being there like I said, it's about you being actively involved in the birth room and in the informed decision-making process. This is also too why it's important communication between you and mom before labor needs to happen as well. Because what if you don't know how to support mom? What if you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what you need because I can't read your mind. So let's sit down and have a conversation with mom. Let's sit down with them and ask what it is and how can I support you during the labor process? Does this work for you? What would you like me to do? But also too, you two communicating with each other beforehand so that you know what the wishes of mom is because when she's put in a very 
vulnerable situations and things that she definitely does not want to do, whether it be a medical intervention, whether it be a position that she doesn't feel comfortable in, or whether she doesn't want to do this or doesn't want to do that, you kind of being that advocate for mom when she's at her most vulnerable moment. Because birth brings women and us to our most vulnerable moment. And even after birth, we are at our absolute most vulnerable. I mean, a lot of it has to do with hormones, but at the same time, we are going through this very physical, emotional, and mental psychological event in our lives, birthing our own child and either be transforming and coming on the other side of the new chapter of our lives, which is being a new mom or a new chapter of our family dynamic, which is adding another child to the mix and bringing that baby forth and is just takes a lot of mental, emotional, and physical work. And so we are at our most vulnerable. So this conversation of knowing how to make an informed decision, not even just for you as a family, but maybe even for mom or just being an advocate for her. So these conversations need to happen, which is why if you are going to be there, these things are very important for you to know. So there are three ways that I want to share with you today, birth partner, and for your birth partner, mom, how they can support us. And the first one is physically. You as a birth partner or our own birth partner, spouses, again, birth partner can, let's just say as like a generalization from here on out, when I say birth birth partner, it can mean anybody. So anybody who's going to support you doing your labor, delivery, into your postpartum, whoever is going to be there to help you. They can physically support you by holding you up, physically, meaning carrying you, letting them lean on them. You can hold mom or they can hold you into a squatting position, holding our hands, applying pressure and massage to certain areas of our body during a contraction. They can help us getting into our bed, the shower, the birth pool, setting up different pillows, putting them in areas that we necessarily can't at the moment because we're too tired or we're, you know, just coming out of a contraction and all we want to do is rest. They can put them in those certain areas birth balls, getting into the toilet. I mean, this happens. They call that the dilation station. And some moms feel a little bit more comfortable doing a lot of their work of through the contractions on the toilet. So they can help us getting to those areas, taking a walk with us by holding our hand, making sure that we're steady in the times that we have to pause, that they are, you know, providing that physical support. Even if we are on the epidural. So This is even aside from if you don't want a natural labor, that's okay. Because there's still ways that we can support mom as birth partners. And there are still ways that even on the epidural, when there really is no other choice but for us to be on the epidural, that we still are required or still have a very key role in being a good birth support. And one way is not leaving us alone, not leaving mom alone, but sitting close and comforting you and us as we rest can be the physical support that we need. I mean, just even the presence of you sitting by our bedside while we are resting is still great because, I mean, 
you're just laying there and you probably sometimes on the epidural or have gotten on the epidural, you probably have done a lot of work and you're probably are still in a very vulnerable emotional state. So just having somebody physically on our bedside, sitting down, being there to stroke our hair, whatever, or maybe even on the epidural, helping us get into different positions. So this could also be the support from the labor and delivery staff, the nurses, the midwives, who are helping with those things as well. We can also help by being a good support is providing us with food and some drinks. I mean, feeding us nutritious foods and drinks that hydrate us, that give us the nourishment that we need, the energy, the boost of energy that we need to continue to carry on, to be able to have the um, perseverance and to have the stamina to run the race of labor. And even if it has to be done in secret, wink, wink. (laughs) Because let me tell you, Eating and drinking during labor is completely okay. And I know there are a lot of, you know, no, you can't. But even if we have to do it in secret, we at least need to get mom to have maybe some peanut butter, some water, any of those things. This is why a bending bending straw, like the one that they put like in kids' cups, (laughs) is a very helpful tool during labor. It's small but mighty because it helps us be able to drink certain amount of water uh, during labor to stay hydrated. So we can be good birth partners and supporting them by providing this food and drinks and physically doing these things for them. Secondly, we can be a good support for them by emotionally being that support. Sometimes we need to, as moms, unload in our pregnancies and during labor. There is something about labor, this has to do with the psychological event, that causes us, again, to be the most vulnerable and pulls things out in us that we have been holding on to, what we fear and the emotions that come up that we didn't even think that they were there. I mean, I remember in particular, there were some things that I remember thinking during my first labor that I was like, why am I even thinking about that? But a lot of it had to do with just the fact that I was stressed and tired. Or maybe mom is just has to kind of this one thing is going to really propel her or really going to help her get over maybe feeling stuck in during labor, just this one maybe pet peeve or one maybe thought or one maybe conversation that or one thing that she has just been holding on to. And as the birth partner, we are to welcome those emotions and thoughts to come out. We, this, I've heard sometimes as midwives, sometimes they say, you know, I don't judge you for anything that you say or do that comes out of when you're in labor, as long as, you know, you don't judge me for coming to your birth with a messy mom bun or something like that. Because there's just, you know, you say and do things that are just, you would not normally do, (laughs) you know, like, or maybe normally say. And so as that, we are to welcome that. We are not to go to mom. Uh, We are to comfort her. And we are to find the right words to say or possibly not even say anything at all, but to just be present. We are to just show her respect, empathy, and reassurance. So this is, again, why birth affirmations are so great. Because even if somebody is telling us these things just by reading a note card or something by saying 
you can do this hope or you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Just those things help our emotional state just feel a sense of, yes, I can do it. So that reassurance. This also applies to birth situations that don't go according to plan because although there might be things that we can be thankful for, things could have been a lot worse or we and our baby are getting the help and care that they need. Sometimes as mothers, we still have frustrations, sadness, anger, and discouragement. And as birth partners, the phrase, at least you and baby survived or quote, let's be thankful for X, Y, and Z didn't happen or, and quote, thankfully it's all over. Because although those things may be true, you might even know and believe those things to be true, we still might have other thoughts and feelings about it that are not all positive. So we are to be offering a conversation for her and to her. This is how we emotionally support mom. So as birth partners, we need to either validate, encourage, listen, and or be the protector of mom in the birth space. So if mom needs to Feel that she needs to let out this emotional thought process or this emotional thought that comes from deep within. We are to be the protector, the gatekeeper of that, to not cast any shadow of judgment or try to um, suppress those. We are just to welcome it and to allow her. So that is one way we can support our laboring mother. And lastly, mentally. Positive reassurance and reinforcement go a long way in birth, and they are very effective when mom is working really hard during labor and in the times where she does feel sadness or discouragement or feels like she is not capable of doing it. And sometimes, like I said, we have moments of doubt when we are in transition of labor. I think that is where we really know that things are transitioning or we are in that sweet spot of it still progressing is when we have those emotions and those expressions of like, I can't do it. This is going to be too much. Or they start crying or, you know, it's like, I can't do, I can't do it anymore. Like that's how you know, like you are at the end and that you are in transition. So we will have, and mom can have some of those, um, mental doubts in her mind. She might even believe them. She might even not believe them, but if you are calm, we will remain calm. I usually tell my dads and what I tell in my classes is you are a mirror when it comes to labor. So picture yourself as a mirror. What we see is what we get. So if you ain't looking pretty, then <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, what we what we exhibit or what we're sharing or what we're expressing looks on our faces, the tone of voice, what we're believing about mom, that is going to reflect on mom. So if you are calm, we will remain calm. If you are relaxed, we will be relaxed. If you're panic, we will start to panic. Any weird faces showing any signs of anything, but positivity or calmness that can throw us off our groove in labor, this is why it is important when it comes to managing labor and you being that birth support that you kind of keep yourself in check. I know sometimes during labor that you will see things that you probably never will see. You will probably, if mom goes through a traumatic experience, that you will probably go through a traumatic experience. And it's not to say that we cannot let you show emotion because 
I mean, you're human too. And sometimes even birth has the ability to bring our partner's emotions and thought process and things like that out as well because they're witnessing such an amazing event. But during labor, it is very important that we do not show signs of if something is panic that we show signs of, okay, let's take a deep breath. We are not going to panic. We are going to be calm and we are going to handle this one step at a time. Or we can do it, smile as on our faces, signs of more proud of mom and our facial expressions, our body language, tone of voice. These are all things that are going to help her mental state to continue to move on or continue to persevere. Again, birth affirmations, partners, you can, even if mom has them written all over the place, say them to her, say them to us. Just repeating these affirmations as we are in or in between a contraction is a great way for us to be supported mentally. It's like you're keeping us in check, like you're keeping us grounded here on earth. Like we're not rocketing off to space or onto another planet when it comes to our thought processes during labor and as we go through that and as we are birthing our child that it kind of grounds us and brings us back down to earth and really helps us realize like yes I can do it we are keeping it in mind that yes I can do it that any room for doubt or anything that comes into our mind that goes against that that these birth affirmations are quickly tearing those down. And so we need to be encouraged that we are doing a great job because we might not think that we are. And sometimes we need to just be told, hey, you're doing a great job. And saying it is, is going to help us stay stable mentally during labor. So Three simple ways, and these are some of the topics that we go through when we work together one-on-one. We go through each and every one of these and you learn how we implement these that are unique to you and to your birth experience or your mom's birth experience according to her needs and her desires. And we dive deep into how to communicate what we need from our birth partners because believe me, we can't support mom birth partners we can't support if if we don't know how if we don't know what she needs because each person has their unique needs and desires and as we work together in my class we begin to unpack that together we begin to discover and we begin to see and finally realize like this is what mom is asking and requiring from us so that way on labor day I don't look like a lost puppy or that I don't panic when I see these things or I don't know what to do if mom cannot answer for herself or I'm just not going to stand there and watch her just go through this and have her figure it out on her own. I can help her do that. And so in my class, we unpack this. This is one of the many reasons why taking a childbirth education class with your birth partner is whether it's your doula or spouse or friend that you both learn how to do this. This is why it's important. And when you join my class, what's great about any other different online class is that you are able to actually ask questions that are particular to your situation, to your birth. And we learn how to implement that during your labor and we go in depth into training to equip you both for labor. 
These classes are also equally important for you, mom, as they are for anyone who is going to be in the birth room. And in fact, most of moms that I work with are simply wanting to take my class for the sake of their spouse or birth partner so that they know how to support her and they know what to expect. And side note, an article was put out in 2022 from BMC Pregnancy and Childbirth about the effects on birth partners and their experiences in childbirth. And 35 studies concluded that birth partners, particularly fathers, experience intense feelings. These were like feelings of anxiety, fear, helplessness, and a lot of that had to do with them feeling poorly prepared for labor and birth. It also showed they needed emotional and information support from staff, want to be actively involved, and play an important role for the mom. And the way that we remedy that or help them to be better birth partners, not for our own sake, but for theirs too, is that they participate in these childbirth education classes. And that's exactly what we will do in my class. So go ahead and join us because we are going to get you educated mom, but we are also going to get our birth partners educated. And through this education and knowledge, they will not struggle to find their role in birth, but also into fatherhood which is what we want. We want them to be good birth partners. We want them to be good fathers. We want them to be a good support, even if it isn't the father. We want that good support because it is better than having no support, but we want them to excel and we want them to do well. So that is all that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this simple, non-complicated, three ways the birth partner can support us and how we as birth partners can support mom during labor. I will see you next time. Until then. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to this great episode. If you had learned something today, please make sure you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and share with another mom friend. Also, pop on over to our private Facebook group, sign up for our email list, and connect with me on social media, which are all linked in the description of this podcast. I can't wait to see you over there and connect with you. Now go listen to your mom gut because wisdom will guide you and chances are it won't let you down. Until next time, cheers.